Hi, you're listening to episode 35 of Desi Geek Girls. I'm Preeti Chibber. And I'm Swapna Krishna, and we are recording on Thursday, October 24th. It's October 24th? It's October 24th. Because what happened? Time doesn't mean anything. Everything is nothing. 2019 has been the longest year and the shortest year at the same time. I know there's, like, science for that, for why you, when you get older, like, time seems to, like, collapse or something. Yeah. But I hate it a lot. <laughs> so much. I hate it. No, thank you. Yeah, and I'm I'm coming off of like basically. You had like con palooza. Yeah, it was like three cons in a row over three weekends. So New York Comic Con, Leaky Con, which is like a Harry Potter convention, and is one of the best things I've ever been to in my life. Really? Okay, talk to me about Leaky Con oh, because. Man. It, I mean, I've heard a lot about it because our friend Jen is very um, involved with, like, the Harry Potter fandom, so I've heard about it from her, but... Yeah, so LeakyCon is this con that started, a, like, I think this is their 10th year, I think they were saying, and it's been all and over it's the world. sort of a Harry Potter... It's, it started as a Harry Potter con, but now it's kind of a fandom con, right? It's kind of a fandom con, but it is basically mostly Harry Potter. Okay, like, okay. it is. it is still, like, very Harry Potter-focused, like... So I went as a guest, as an author, which was amazing. It's the most inclusive and friendly fan base and and con attendees that I think I've ever seen. That's amazing. Um, I did several panels, which were like, you know, about being a fan and what Harry Potter like meant to us and things like that. There was like a big party. There were all these like kind of random actors from Harry Potter there. Like I did three signings, which of course like were so not attended but at one point I was sitting there and I you know a few people have come through the line but I look to my left and there's this like bonkers line for whoever is at the table kind of just like maybe 10 feet away from me and I was like who is that because I couldn't really see mm-hmm. and the the woman who was standing with me was like oh that's the guy who played who, who played Victor Crumb <laughs> I like it took me a second to like like who Victor oh, yeah. Crumb he's so I mean handsome. I know Victor Crumb but like I, I was like who was the guy who played right. him because couldn't tell you his name because he was had such a huge role in the books but like barely was in the yeah. movie could not tell you the actor's name so handsome but it made me laugh so hard I was like why would you put me signing at the same time as this like as Victor Crumb as yeah. Victor Crumb. <laughs> It was yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, and then last weekend I went to Multiverse Con, which is a new convention in Atlanta and is, like, my first regional sci-fi fantasy convention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was interesting. Uh, I was on a panel about Spider-Man with Sean and McGuire, though, and that was amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Bet. It was weird. It's been, like, it's. I think that has helped with the, like, lack of knowing when it is right now. Yeah. Like, what point yeah. in time we're in. It's just uh, been, like, travel, travel, travel. Yeah. And now I'm kind of finally settling back into, like, a rhythm and a routine, which is great, because I have a lot to do. Yes. Mm-mm. Yes. Yes, you do. I have a lot. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot. Sorry. I said yes to a lot of projects, one of which was announced in New York Comic Con. Yes. Let's talk about it. I mean, I can say that it exists. There is yeah. a Star Wars Clone Wars short story anthology coming out from Lucasfilm, and I'm writing a story. Yes. Basically, all we can tell you is that it was announced at New York Comic Con, and her name was on a slide with a bunch of other names 
that she was going to be in this anthology, and that's literally all we can that's say. That's it. That, I think that's the only thing I'm allowed to say, but I can say that I am very excited about what I'm writing. Yes, because you are writing Star Wars. Because I'm writing Star Wars. Ah! I, feel like you, I feel like you would be excited to write anything. I mean, I, any of us, I think, would be excited to write anything Star Wars. So yeah. that just that in itself is really exciting. Yes, and and more to come eventually when people tell us we're allowed to to say things. Yes, I'm sure there'll be some big to do on like StarWars.com and then the power will be a lot to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of StarWars.com, I'm their maybe not newest contributor, but a contributor, a, a yeah. new contributor. A and that's new exciting. contributor. Yes, I have. I think that happened since I think that happened since I don't know. Maybe I talked about it on the last podcast. My brain is like soup. And so I can't remember. But anyways, if I hadn't talked about that, I am. I have I had a post go up and then I have a new one going up soon. Yeah. About the first one that's up is about pilots. And it's yes. Yes. Because it's about underrated pilots. And this will not shock any of you who know me. But I think like five out of six of them are women. So. Mm. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Hmm. (laughs) um okay so let's talk about some news okay so basically when Preeti and I were planning this episode we were like there's been so much I feel like 2019 has been like the year of entertainment news and there's just so much news that we've basically forgotten all of it yes so apologies if you wanted us to discuss something and you've been like waiting like months for our episode to come out we don't discuss it because we've basically forgotten everything that has happened it's just so hard because it feels like everything needs like an immediate reaction yeah you know, we're kind of just trying to plan and be able to do this ahead of time. And it makes it difficult when you're in the moment. But there is still some, like, really exciting news. And I'm going to actually surprise Swepna and say we should go out of order so that it's related. Ooh. Because there is a little piece of, like, Star Wars news that is very specific to Swepna's interests. Yes. Okay, so Star Wars. So Triple Force Friday was, like, two weeks ago I think two mm-hmm. Fridays ago I think and so um that is basically where they introduce all of the Star Wars merch um for like not all of the for the rest of the year but like the big highlights of merch to like tie into the new movie coming out Rise of Skywalker it's so one of the tie-ins is oh my god it is the Le Creuset Star Wars collection which if you aren't <laughs> a cook um you even if you aren't don't cook you've seen the Le Creuset it's the they're the like big like round cast iron pots that are like cool like bright colors um and they're really i mean i i have multiple of them i use them all the time in cooking especially in the winter so they came out with this collection and of course i've already (laughs) pre-ordered my star wars like you say but like the collection was supposedly supposed to go on pre-order the first week of november like the first of november and it's already available for pre-order and it's a limited quantity situation. So I am do- saying, telling you all about the Lakers Day Star Wars collection as a PSA. WilliamSonoma.com has this stuff available for pre-order. So if you have not pre-ordered and you are waiting for like that November 1st deadline, go forth and pre-order. I got the, I have pre-ordered the Darth Vader Dutch oven. I really wanted the Han Solo <laughs> and Carbonite roaster, but I don't roast and I'm like, that is just, it is too much money for an item that will just basically be decorative on my countertop with Han Solo and Carbonite. But so I got the Darth Vader Dutch oven. The And so, okay, so I was only going to get the Darth Vader Dutch oven. And then my husband was like, and so there are these little droid, like, coquettes. Like, they're little, just like basically individual, like, portion size, like, for, like, 
think of like an individually like baked apple crisp or something like that. And um, they're like the droids. So it's like 3PO, R2, and BB-8. And Ryan was like, well, don't you want to make the baby like his own mac and cheese and his own coconut? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yes, now of course I want to do that. So I ordered them and it's, that is entirely his fault. And then I ordered, so a pie bird is like a bird that you put in the middle of like a pie that you bake to like, I don't know, make it intact and to heat it from the middle and stuff like that. Sure. So I bought a poured pie bird. Even though I don't make pies, I figure if I have the poured pie bird, I might make a pie because I am an aspirational consumer, if nothing else. <laughs> I just wish I could go back in time to like 1978 or 1979 when they were coming up with the idea for the Star Wars holiday special and just be like, buds, you have no idea what yes. is coming. Yes. Four words, Darth Vader Dutch oven. Han Solo in Carbonite Roaster. <laughs> so anyways, it's a great clutch. Like, even if you're like, that is way out of my price range, I would never spend that much money on stupid cooking stuff. I totally understand. Um, but it's worth just checking out because it's fun. I'm, and suppose Engadget has already asked me to do an unboxing video or unboxing post, probably not a video, but with pictures. So like, keep an eye out for that. I'll be, I'll tweet it when it, mm-hmm. when I'm, when my stuff comes and. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like, you should see my face. I'm, like, so excited. Like, my face is red. I can't wait to – I can't wait not only for you to get it, and then I can't wait to visit and eat something that is made in it. Yes. 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 That will 100% happen. So, kind of, I guess – two sort of pieces of news, because I'm going to combine something with this next one, uh, that I was very excited about is – so, now that – Game of Thrones is over, and uh, we don't have to talk about it anymore. There are there are other American, like kind of perennial American fantasy series that I have desperately wanted to mm-hmm. get the to get option to get adapted, uh, and one of them that is moving forward that I cannot wait for is Wheel of Time. Yes. Uh, and y- if you're not familiar, We Love Time is a f- an epic, it is one of the epic American fantasy series written by Robert Jordan uh, and Brandon Sanderson because Robert Jordan passed away before the books were finished. But supposedly uh, Sanderson's like continuation, like a lot of times it's, they're disappointing. And I've heard that Sanderson, I haven't read any Wheel of Time, full disclosure, but I've heard that Sand- Sanderson's a very good I thought so. I know that people had their issues with it because, like, you know, at the end of the day, he based his writing entirely on notes that were left behind by Robert Jordan. But at the end of the day, like, it's it's very it's different, different writing. Author. It's yeah. a different author. I enjoyed them, um, but I know people who it's, – it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. But that said, Wheel of Time is this, like, it's uh, 15 books, I think. Um and when I say epic, like, every book is, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of pages. Uh, but they released the cast list for oh, yes. Yes. this series, and it is full of people of color. Yeah. Freaking Daniel Henney is playing Lan, and I lost my goddamn mind. I love Daniel Henney. I love Wheel of Time. Wait, well, who, I don't know who Daniel Henney is. Daniel Henney is a... Korean-American uh, actor. 
Uh-huh. He voiced the older brother in Big Hero 6. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's been in Korean dramas. He's been okay. in, like, kind of... He's, he's like, that level of actor that if you're at all aware of uh, Korean kind of pop culture... Yes. Or Korean-American pop culture, you know his name. Okay, okay. Um, he's been in, like, some American series. Like, I think he was on a medical drama, the name of which is escaping me, about, like, a late-night emergency room doctor team. Um, One of the, like, eight that's probably yeah, on TV. Yeah. Which I should watch it because I love procedurals. But it's – I'm so excited about this show. It's not, it seems like they really understand the tone of the material, and it seems like they're going to work to work through some of the more, like, problematic pieces of it because it is mm-hmm. – you know, it was published when it was published. Everything, it's a product of its time. It's a product of its time. Yeah. Um, but also, news broke, like, a few days ago. Yes, that, I knew I knew this was oh the second piece. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jacqueline Carey's yeah. freaking Kushiel's Dart series. Which Just, you talk about all I the time. I love Kushiel's Dart so much. It's so good. It's, like, nine books, three set ac- across, set across, like, and three set across generations of these families and these characters in, in this land called Terre d'Ange. Like, the, <laughs> the land of the angels. I fucking love this series so much. I cannot oversell it. It is so awesome. The main character is such a badass Phaedra. She's like a spy and a courtesan. And, like, goes through these harrowing things but comes out stronger. Oh, I love it so much. I'm so excited about it. Who knows how it'll come out? Yeah, but um, you know, if it reinvigorates interest. And they just released a cast photo like last week, I think, for Lee Bardugo, oh, the adaptation yeah. adaptation for Lee Bardugo. So they're combining. I've read both the Grisha trilogy and it's I don't remember. Six it's like the du- Six of Crows duology, Six of Crows and Cro- Crooked Kingdom. I read it all, but the Grisha trilogy I read like years ago. Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom I just read like. A month ago or like two months ago so, and so i love good. them they're so good so they're combining the the two but the two the series take they're in the same universe but take place like decades apart mm-hmm. from i think and so they're combining the two i'm not sure how that's gonna work but the cast photo looks certainly looks interesting i mean i love anytime ben barnes comes back yes. in anything so i'm yes. super psyched about that but I'm excited to see. And so a lot of good, uh, like, a good American fantasy is being, yeah. currently being adapted. Um, and that's that's good to see. That's it's, nice to it's see. It's exciting. Um, yeah. Something else that is very exciting. <laughs> I'm very excited. I have a big smile on my face. Um, okay. So Marvel's Avengers is a video game coming out, I believe, in May. Why Sometime did, next year. Why did we should probably know this. Like, next month. I thought it was like next year. I'll look. You keep talking. I'll you look. okay? I'll look. Or you look. Um. So, th- so video came coming out at some point in the next year, <laughs> and um, it's basically oh, you, this. You are correct. It's May twenty twenty. Yeah, I, I was, it was May. Very I think you're wrong. Get, uh, confused maybe with Jedi Fallen Order. I am. I am. You're uh, right. Which I'm very excited about also, and will be downloading as or as soon as it comes out for my PlayStation. Um. 
Um, so anyway, it's a story of the Avengers, and basically, I don't know the specifics because I'm, yeah, I don't know. But like, the Avengers have like broken up, and it's not it's not MCU based. It's just like a it's just the Avengers, and so the Avengers have broken up, and it's up to um, and they have to come back together to defeat some threat. And the person who brings them back together, as was revealed in New York Comic Con, is Kamala Khan. Yes. So Ms. Marvel is going to bring the Avengers back together and become an adventurer and is like a playable character in this game. And I am really excited about this game. Um, I'm not a huge fan of super. I know I know this. I haven't played the Spider-Man game yet. But I know you love it. But generally speaking, I'm not a fan, a big fan of I feel like superhero stories have not translated well to the video games besides Spider-Man. Um, I'm trying to think of the last one I enjoyed. I feel like it depends on if it's trying to attach to a movie, they tend to yeah. rush the game uh, conception to Because the Arkham Asylum games were good. Yeah, the Arkham Asylum. When, when a video, I feel like a superhero video game is good when they allow it to exist outside of the, yeah. the uh, movie life. You know, because they, generally speaking, they try to rush it to join up with the release of the film. And that means and there's no like, creativity in story. And there's, there's bugs. No, yeah. It's like just not good. Um, but the Spider-Man game, like, is one of the best games ever ever made, and I have I have high hopes for this one. It's obviously not mm-hmm. the same uh, company. It's not Insomniac. It's Crystal something or the other. Sure. Um, <laughs> show notes. Uh, yeah, it's this one actually looks like. What's interesting is we've come to associate such a specific visual with the Avengers. And this game is obviously something separate, which I love because it brings it back to the nature of comics, which is that no character is constant. Yeah. Like, right? Like, every character is so dependent on who is writing them, and every team is so dependent on who is writing them. So I'm excited to see a new Avengers team exist outside of the MCU in a playable way, and in a way that will involve one of the best new characters out of Marvel Comics in Mm -hmm. the last decade. Like, and I think it's very smart to add her because any Marvel, like Marvel comics fan, is probably going to pick up this game regardless. But yeah. I think the Kamala Khan aspect it will get someone like me to play it. Who, you know, I like I like the MCU, but I'm a very casual video gamer, so I'm very, very, very picky about the games I choose to play just because I don't have a lot of time. But at, including someone like her makes someone like me be like, oh, I would only buy that. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. I think so. it's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, okay, so that's all of our news. So should we get to our main topics? Ooh, here it comes! Okay so, okay, so from NYCC, which feels like it was like years ago at this point, um, but there was some really cool Star Trek news out. Um, so first we got a teaser look at season three of Star Trek Discovery, which is coming we know it's coming sometime in 2020 i would guess probably like summer um just based on um they're not going to run it concurrently with picard and picard is going to drop which we found out at nycc i think it's like january 28 18th or 28th sometime in like mid to late january so there, i would guess discovery will be like q2 or q3 of yeah, the year sense. um So, uh, the season three trailer, it's definitely set, like, 900 years in the future. We know the Federation exists, but not in its current form, so it's quote-unquote embattled. We don't 
really know what that means. Um, it ties a lot into the short trick um, that I, Calypso is the name of it. Um, if you have all access, you can watch it on there. Um, and it's, a, it's the best, it, in my opinion, the best short trick there was. Um, and it's, the story is basically of this man who's, um, I can't remember his name now, but he's a character in season three of Discovery. So like it ties, it actually, it was, it's clear they've been planning this for a while. Um, this storyline, it looks really good. It's got the whole cast back and um, it looks, it just looks really exciting. Um, I, I loved, you guys know, I talked so much about <laughs> Discovery and Star Trek. I loved the first two seasons, but uh, I do think the show was hampered by the choice of its time. I think choosing to set it as kind of a prequel to the rest of it, it did, I don't know, it just, like, it, 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 it the show already had a lot to overcome just based on the fact that it was new Star Trek and it was trying to appeal to a more diverse audience when even when Star Trek has always been about like diversity has always been a value at the core of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. It, um, it, it didn't, it was there all these start, all the Star Treks were products of their time. So they're always centered men in a lot of cases, white men. Like, so this is a new, more diverse Star Trek. So it already had that, among the quote-unquote more traditional Star Trek audiences to overcome, and then setting it as a prequel, it, it, there was a lot. There was a lot the show had, and I think it accomplished, and it did very well, and it it, it, it was beautifully done. Um, I, I, you know, with hiccups here and there, but I think it was very well done. I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> so that's, that's my phone. I thought I was talking to it, so excuse me. I'm just going to, uh, I'm just, apparently my phone doesn't understand, um, my Star Trek rants, and I'm really glad it didn't say, because usually, like, my phone calls me Captain, so I'm really glad it didn't say, I'm oh. not sure I understand Captain, oh, but I okay. I wish it had. Um, so... All of that to say is I'm really excited they're pushing it forward now because now we're it's new and it really is the final frontier. It's something different. Um, I'm really excited to see that. I loved a lot of those elements. This is like what Preeti and I talk about in um, Star Wars a lot, which we'll, we'll talk about Star Wars a lot yeah. in a few minutes. Um, while we want to see new things and we want to see, we get really excited when it's pushing the boundaries and visiting places we haven't seen and times we haven't seen. We always at the core, Preeti and I both have a love for the Skywalker saga, a love for the Skywalker family. And similarly to Star Trek, I love like, in like that, I love, I love it when it's familiar and I love it when it's visiting places I've already been and characters I've already seen in new forms and stuff like that. But I think this show really needs to break out of that. So I'm glad it's going off and doing its own thing. And then there was a full Star Trek Picard trailer, and oh, Lord, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, it was it, it <laughs> just... emotion. Like, I cried. Okay, so you all probably... I think I've said this before. I've definitely said it on Twitter. I think I've said it on this podcast. Um, Commander Riker, like, Jonathan Frakes, was my first crush. Like, my first, as a child, my first crush. And he's been, like, a lifelong crush. I still have a crush on him. So, like, when I saw him... I died. Like, I just, I just died. I mean, it looks so good. A lot of it confirms things we already suspected um, and things we already knew about the storyline. There's some interesting new stuff. They're clearly, Starfleet's clearly cracked, uh, clearly, but from the trailer, it looks like Starfleet's cracked the code on androids. 
So it looks like they're making new androids now based on data, judging from like one of the scenes. And that's super interesting. And really, I don't know how to feel about that because it's one thing when an independent creator makes an android um, and it chooses, he chooses um, to go into service for Starfleet, but if Starfleet's building the androids, um, are they Starfleet property or do they have rights? Do they have, are they, are they considered people? Like data was always considered, not always, he had to fight for those rights, but he was considered a person Mm -hmm. with his own, you know, and he had, when he chose, when he wanted to like resign from Starfleet rather than be dismantled and experimented on, they had to have a trial to determine his personhood whether he was the property of starfleet or like he is and so it's just it's we like i don't know there's a lot of questions there i don't know um but it looks really good i love seven of nine is like a i don't even know she's i would say mercenary but that's not the right word because she um she says she like helps people who can't help themselves so kind of like a rogue i love i love that um what are you what are you most excited to potentially see in Picard, yeah, I think so. It's two twofold. First is because, again, as I was saying, I have the such the nostalgia. I'm I'm so excited to see the new like not the new characters, but the characters that I've loved for so long at this stage in their lives, like Picard, Riker, Deanna, like Seven. Like I'm excited to see when these. They, characters. Like, on the bench together. I know. Ah. And and like and like Will looks so handsome with his like <laughs> beard and like Marina looks so beautiful and like clearly they have a child. Like it's just it's so sweet. I love it. I I love seeing I'm really excited for that on one side, but I'm excited to see what the Federation has become. Like that's another thing. I'm excited to finally see forward momentum yes. in the Star Trek universe, which we haven't gotten since uh, Nemesis came out in 2012, maybe. So I'm excited to see forward momentum in the Star Trek universe. Like, where are we? What are we doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Preeti's, uh, Preeti's parents' dog has decided to take over her microphone. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and that, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> So no, I'm so I'm really excited. I think I'm just excited for. It's it's just it's so exciting to see Patrick Stewart. Like I I was, when I um it, the trailer opens with Data in the vineyards yeah. like painting, and it's clearly it's a dream or it's a flashback um, because of the uniform that they're wearing, but and it's presented as a dream in the trailer. So um, but. It's just like I want to be like. What does it feel like? What did it feel like for Brent Spiner to put that makeup back on? Oh, like, I know. Can you imagine like thinking you had left this character behind and this character has defined you your whole life, and then here you are doing it again? And like, what does that feel like? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just and the same thing with like, like with like Patrick Stewart. What does it feel like to put the uniform on again? Like, because like in a lot of ways, I feel like the show reflects is a reflection of like real life. Like. In the show, there's like, what does it feel like to, for Picard to put the comm badge on? Like, what did it feel like for Patrick Stewart to do that? Like, there's a lot. So I'm just really excited for. I'm so excited. If you I'm, haven't I'm excited that it's soon. Like, I'm excited that we're getting. We're it's getting like two, this in, three months away. Yeah, at this point. in January. Yeah, uh, and I'll be 
I'm hoping I'll be recapping it somewhere. I'm not 100% sure. I'm still trying to work that out. But if I'm not, like, officially recapping it, you know I'll talk about it on Twitter or wherever, so. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the dog is still... just Dar- wants to cuddle. Just Darcy's, wants to cuddle, creepy. Yeah, Darcy's feeling very needy. Yes. And every time I try to, to, like, do anything else, he walks up into my face. <laughs> Just wants um, to cuddle. So the other kind of, speaking of revisiting and, and uh, putting back on old costumes and the like, uh, the other big news, obviously, the final, and, and, the final trailer for The Rise of Skywalker dropped. Yes. Two, two days ago? Three days ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's the final movie in the mm-hmm. Skywalker saga, which as Swapna mentioned, like we, we adore the Skywalker story. Luke is our favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so much... This is the fi- this is it. This is the end is of it. that story, which is and people amazing. Keep, I keep spe- seeing people say like, "Oh, if you there, if you think there's not going to be any more Star Wars, like ha ha ha." And it's just like, but there will be more Star Wars, but this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, like that the world has gotten big enough that it can kind of create and and uh, support stories that exist outside of the original trilogy now. And so, yeah, like that. Which is great. great. I think they should exist, but sure. I think both of our hearts are, are with, with this story. They're with the Skywalkers. They're yeah. with Luke. They're with Leia. They're with Anakin. And Leia, yeah. Like it's it's that's our that's our Star Wars connection so, to this. Yeah, yeah, personal yes. connection. I will always have an emotional connection, but like the personal part of it. The is, personal part is very much with the Skywalkers, and so this trailer. Which was it's hard, yeah. I have watched it four times, and I've cried every time. Yeah, it is emotionally devastating beyond yeah, just it, like the the plot implications. Yeah, just the voiceovers that they chose and the like alternating Luke Leia narration, like um, which by the way I love that they brought Mark Hamill back for these yes, trailers. Yes, of course, because it's such a good it's such a good like it's such a good decision, but. Um, and I think we're going to go through it, the trailer, we're kind of going to do a breakdown on the podcast with the caveat that I think we both want to make is we, every single Star Wars trailer is misdirection. Yep. So I don't believe anything, you know, like I, it's just everything, Star Wars trailers are always misdirection. That's always how they work. And Mm -hmm. so, um, don't, don't, don't believe the implication, like don't believe any implications that you see is kind of my. It's. So, okay, really quickly, I want to talk very, very briefly, leading into the trailer, like, about Star Wars Resistance, because... Yeah, okay, yeah. We, so, Swapna and I are recapping it together for Sci-Fi Fangirls. So, the final season. So, it's the final season. This is a shorter one. It's not the standard kind of four seasons or, or whatever that we got a little used to with Rebels, but two seasons, and this second season is taking, seems to be taking place directly in the lead-up to Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it's post-Last Jedi, as far as we can... It's either during The Last Jedi or post-The Last Jedi, as far as we can tell. Yeah, because it's, it's certainly after... Um, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yes, because sorry. basically, at one point, and this isn't a spoiler, like they arrive at Dakar and the battle has already taken place. So... 
this is an interesting place in terms of story. Yeah. Because you have possibly implications from this, like, Disney XD cartoon on what could potentially happen in Rise of Skywalker. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't... I don't know how to balance what we know is going on in the cartoon with what we saw in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start with what we know about Rise of Skywalker. There will be a time jump, yep. unlike between Force Awakens and Last Jedi. So I've heard a, co- a few years, like three years is kind of what people are speculating. Um, I think it could be longer, could be shorter, but I, a few years. That's, that's what we know. Is that That's what we know. I think that's what we know. <laughs> We know Ian McDiarmid is going to be in it. Yes. We know he has been confirmed to return. So we know he played Pal- he played uh, Senator Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine. Um, so we know that is confirmed. Um, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's what that's we that's know. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. So let's. Okay. So the trailer starts with um, like Ray running through a forest, and yep. she drops a helmet. Yep. Um, and she's, like, running through a forest, and, um, so, basically, one of the things that you see here is when she's running is there's, like, a dr- little droid following her. So, I don't think it's too far of a reach to think that maybe she's doing some training, and the helmet she drops is, like, a blast, has the blast, you know, like, it's the, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, um, the, the- same thing that um, Luke, Luke was training with in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the little, that my little droid following her. Um, that's my guess. And I, can I just say, I love her outfit here because she goes back to kind of the st- the, the colors of the Jakku. Um, outfit, yeah. Or the Jakku outfit, but she's got the hood. And there's just some difference, like some subtle differences, but I really like it. I think it suits her. It's an it's a nice evolution because it feels like it's kind of combining some pieces of Jedi, like Jedi though like, with the hood, yeah. yeah. Uh, but with the it's a little more flowy. It's mm-hmm. a little more flowy, but yes, it's still very practical. It's still pants. Um, I really like that. Uh, so she's running, and we we looked up a few pieces, and one of which I recommend is on io9. James Whitbrook like wrote he. He, like, broke the trailer down. And we'll link to that in the show notes. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but he mentioned that this kind of jungle world she's running on is called Ajan Kloss. Ajan, Ajan Kloss. <laughs> it's so Indian. Ajan, I'm like, I, I know that sounds like Ajan. Ajan. Is it Ajan? It's A-J-A-N Kloss, K-L-O-S-S. Sorry. <laughs> I don't um, care how they pronounce it. I'm not just going to call it Ajen. Ajen class. Um, and we don't, I mean, it seems like there's going to be a lot of, like, stuff that happens on this planet. Who knows? Yeah. That's kind knows? of what it looks like. Uh, but then yeah. Finn starts narrating mm-hmm. over over these scenes of Ray training and running. Um, he says... It's an instinct, a feeling, and the then force. the force brought us together, right? Which, like, one of the big things with Finn is the question of whether he's force-sensitive. I think so. I think he is. I agree. Um, and the fact that he's, he talks a lot about the force and, um, you know, just generally he has. But I think also, so it's clear he believes in it as a... Yes. As a thing that exists and as a philosophy, but... Um, the saying that the force brought us together, 
Um, I think, I mean, I don't know. I think he might be. I think he I is. think he might be uh, force sensitive, and I hope he is, um, because I know there are a lot of people disappointed that he hasn't, you know, that he, he wasn't the chosen one, quote-unquote, um, for various reasons, but... Um, yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot of potential there for him to exist as a new, exciting kind of character outside of the, the what's the word, what we've come to expect from Star Wars with yeah. our, our trio, like, and it would be a nice balance because I really see Finn and Rey as sort of the new Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I agree. And having Finn in that position of, like, I loved in The Last Jedi that we got to see Leia's Force sensitivity and yes. how, see her relationship to the Force in a much more concrete way. I'd like to see that for Finn, too. I would, too. And I like the idea that... I li- And I love, like, I love the way the Force has been treated in the new trilogy um, with... Like, Maz, Kanata is Force-sensitive, but she's not a Jedi. Like, there's a Force outside the Jedi, and there's different ways that people choose to wield it and not wield it. Yes. And, like, I like, like, you know, Luke being, like, the Jedi aren't the... I don't know exactly what he's basically just, like, the Jedi aren't the Force. The Force isn't... Like, the Jedi is a construct. The Force is eternal. Like, I I like Mm -hmm. that. And then you and I, with everyone, everyone knows how we feel about the Jedi at this point. So, um, <laughs> but so moving on with the trailer, um, and then there's a, there's kind of like the classic, like rebellion, like war room scene, yeah. which I love, yeah. um, because honestly, part of the reason I loved it and it made my heart warm is there is a resistance. Like the ending of the last Jedi was really hard. It was, it was really hard. Like that's a movie I still have trouble with. Like in the same way I have trouble watching like, while Empire is my favorite, I have trouble watching it without pairing it with Return of the Jedi. I, I can't go back and rewatch The Last Jedi regularly until I know there's something. Right? Same. Yeah, I can't do it. Like, and, and I know, like, I love the movie. I think it did uh, made a lot of really good choices for the franchise. But I, it is not a movie I enjoy watching yet. It's and a, I don't it's think a it will be. Movie, right? And it's... I don't think it will be until I see the rise of Skywalker and see how it all ends. Because I need, at the end of the day, I need some hope mm-hmm. and I need some positivity and optimism. And that movie did not, you know, it, it it did in some ways. It has a really good message and all of that. But it's just it was a bleak movie. And so um, yes, so this like this scene gave me so much life because yes. of that. I mean, when Poe says, you know, we're not alone. And kind of doing that Poe thing where he's like, "We, if there are good people, we can lead them, right? And I love the, we can lead them because he's kind of accepting his, like, it shows that he's come to, like, we've always wanted to see Poe as the leader of more than just Black Squadron. Like, we want him to be a leader of the Resistance, and in The Last Jedi he showed, there, we've gone back and forth on, like, Poe's depiction in The Last Jedi, but I think we it's fair to say he has a ways to go before he was ready to, like, become a lead, full-fledged leader. Yes. Um, and I think maybe he's gotten there, and I'm very excited by that prospect. It seems like it, which is, like you said, like, super exciting, because I'm, I'm here to see, like, I've, I've enjoyed the brash Poe Dameron. I've enjoyed the, like, off-the-cuff Poe Dameron. I'm looking forward to seeing... Poe evolve into the leader that we know he can be and that Leia knows he could be. Yeah, and in the same way as like mirroring the journey of Han Solo. Like how he did become a leader and he led his own team to 
we're on a vital mission and yeah. by the end of you know by the end of return of the jedi but what, um, what i love about it though is poe is poe mirrors han solo but poe has always had the faith right yes poe has always had... poe was never yeah poe was never the like faithless scoundrel yeah he was always the like uh Poe was too excited, and that's why yes. I love him. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I think he plays the Han Solo role a little bit. I in agree. That trilogy, but they're not just like Ray and Finn are not mirrors. He is not a mirror. Like just yeah. he plays that role. Um, <laughs> and also a note in that scene, uh, Lando Calrissian. Hey, yes. Yep. Ah, yep. I'm so excited. I can't. I, I can't. can't handle it. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Um, and in that scene is also Amon Calamari. And I'm really excited after. Like, like, okay. So I saw, I think I've told the story, but I've lost all The Last Jedi early. And I saw, I went to a press screening. So I come home and, like, it was, that movie was really, I mean, obviously, I cried the whole way driving home because yep. Luke. Um, I, it was, the movie was really hard for me. And so I tried to pull it together. Like, so my husband walks in and, like, I try to pull it together. And, like, I'm, I'm okay, and, like, he can tell, like, I'm, like, you know, emotional, but I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then he's, like, he makes, and he, you know, he keeps joking, and he doesn't actually want me to spoil anything for him, but he keeps joking with me, and, like, Preeti knows Brian, like, she knows my husband, he's, like, <laughs> prodding me, and teasing me, and prodding me, and he's just, like, and at one point he's just, like, all, like, Admiral Akbar doesn't die, does he? And I just, like, lost no! it. And I, like, as a joke, and I just, like, I, like, like just like and he was like oh my god I'm like I'm sorry (laughs) but I just I didn't know I did not know I had such an attachment to Admiral Akbar but yeah we do and so it's really nice because this is supposedly his son um who's already been introduced in the comics I believe Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so that's exciting yeah it's nice to see that Katmon Calamari we don't explore their legacy so much in the um in the movies, but the Mon Call, like, basically, like, part of the whole thing with them is, like, part of the reason Radis went after um, the Death Star plant. Like, it, they explain it more in the expanded uh, universe. I think it might be the novel- novelization of Rogue One. I can't remember. But basically, the reason Radis went after the plans um, was because he knew that the next planet that would be, that they would use the Death Star against was Mon- the Mon Calamari homeworld. Because the entire planet, like, they built their cities as spaceships. Yeah. Those, so those giant Mon Calamari cruisers are their cities, and the entire city's lifted off to come join the Rebellion. Which and is so, amazing. Like, they, that just, like, it, like, makes me, like, teary when I, like, talk about it. So, like, they have such a legacy within the Star Wars universe and the Rebellion, and so it's so nice to see see that. To get That's to see the death to to the characters that we know yeah. and love and and like you said like Mon Calam- Mon, the Mon Calamari have been uh, necessary in every single major yeah. moment yeah. of this of these wars right like that yeah. is so exciting yeah um oh then we get to see Rose Rose, Rose! I'm so excited because there has been a whole thing about like Rose not only not being on merch but like actually being taken out of previously announced merch. Have you seen this? Yeah. Well, I, it's just like what? Like, like they'll I, announce like they'll they'll like an, like be like this shirt is coming out and then the shirt and Rose is on it and the shirt's coming out and Rose isn't on it and she's like, been like moves and I don't understand. understand what's happening. Um, Same. Like, I, I, I just. 
I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. I hope it's tied to like they're trying to keep her role in the movie under wraps, and that's what it is. And it's not a reaction to the like troll reaction to her character after the Last Jedi. Um, and I honestly don't think that's it. I, no, I, I, I don't hope think so at all. But, I don't. Like, I don't think Disney is like putting that much stock in these people. I think it's my guess is it's a marketing and a story decision. I think so too. Um, and so I'm just I'm looking. I think we'll get a lot more Rose merch after the movie comes out, basically, because I'm guessing it has to do with what she does in the movie that they don't want to spoil. Um, um, so also, I'm ho- standing right behind Rose mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Marriottic Brandybuck. Mm-hmm. Is that really? Yeah, Dominique Monaghan's standing right behind her. I know. Is that Dom Winham? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it is. I'm sorry. I'm watching a gif of it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Marriott Brandybuck. Marriott Brandybuck is going to space. Yes. I'm here for that. I am so here for it. We have, we don't know anything about who he is. No. My guess is they were like, do you want to be in a Star Wars? And he's Star with Wars? Billy Lord, right? Yeah, so. he's with Billy Lord. Uh, Connex. Connex. Um, my guess is that they were like, do you want to be in a Star War? And he was like, Well, it's J.J. Yes. Abrams, right? And J.J. Abrams really likes Tom Monaghan. So and he lost, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, puts his friends um, in. I'm sure Greg Gunberg will be back. Totally. Because uh, we know, we, we do know that the Billy Lord, like, Leia story, because this was supposed to be Carrie Fisher's movie. Um, mm-hmm. So presumably there's something there where they're using that character maybe in addition to what they were hoping to do for Leia's, Leia's story. I don't know. But that mm-hmm. would be nice. That would be nice. It would be a nice tribute. Yeah. So, um, and then, so then it's just scenes. And then we get to, you know, the scene that we've seen before, but a little from a little further away, the Death Star. Yes. Um, the second Death Star. Um, yeah. And, and then, poor. Honestly, partially, it is, we've been told that's the second Death Star, so it's it's hard to, honestly, with these shots, it's, like, hard to tell what it is in the, these shots specifically, but, like, I'm pretty sure that's the second Death Star, because you can see, like, some of the, like, wreckage in the background, and it's just, like, um, I don't know. So, yeah, second Death Star, um... God, and then so there's happening. The Kylo, yeah, there's so, okay. So this is partially. Let me talk about my reaction to this trailer when Preeti like texted me. He's like, "Have you watched it?" I was like completely numb when I watched it, and I think it's because it's just flash of scene after scene after scene, and there's so much in this trailer while also being absolutely nothing. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, because it's Star Wars. Because of so course, like, and we 90%. don't want them giving away. Right. It's, it's misdirection. We don't want them giving away the story, but it's also like it's really sometimes it gets really hard to get excited about this stuff because you're just like that trailer. I don't know. I don't know. I would just rather wait and see the movie and almost not even watch the trailer. I don't actually feel that way, obviously, because I'm sitting, <laughs> like breaking down the trailer. But sometimes it's like frustrating living in like this like constant media, like getting inundated with this stuff when you just are like, I just want to see the movie. I just want to see the movie. I know. And so, okay, so like clearly <laughs> Ray and Kylo Ren are going to have some sort of battle. Um, yeah, on top like of on the ruins. ruins of this Death Star. So clearly, like Kylo Ren came after. They're both looking for these ruins. Yes. Whatever. We don't know what. Um, we don't know what's going on. We don't know. They're both looking for the ru- the Death Star two ruins. Um, I assume people know where they are. Because they um, I assume it's right. not a huge mystery about where the Death Star landed because, I mean, they knew where it was when they blew it up. So like, I mean. 
it, it, so, but they're both looking for something clearly within the ruins. And yeah. we have an idea of what it might be based on the first trailer and then now this trailer. Um, the Emperor. And we see the flash of the Emperor's throne. Uh, which I'm is like, super creepy. Super creepy. Makes me super nervous. Like, I know this is a big point of contention um, because there's this idea of, like, oh, he's back. But, like, that's what's scary to me. Like, that's the Emperor is the bad guy in the prequels he's the bad guy in the original trilogy and i kind of feel like he should be the bad he guy should be here. the bad guy it was a little like not i'm not i'm not saying it's easy but if you look back at return of the jedi darth vader basically just throws him over it's very anticlimactic it's very anticlimactic and so i love the idea that like like the beginning of a new hope is changed based on Rogue One, that the end of Jedi is changed based on what happens in Rise of Skywalker to make the Emperor much more terrifying. I agree. And there's a whole thing, I went down this rabbit hole a few, like a few days ago, um, like kind of speculating on the trailer and what's going on and the idea of duality in the Star Wars universe and that there is um, like the idea that when a hero in the light rises, so does a hero in the dark, of the dark. Like, if a hero, like, if a part, like, when there, a power rises in one side of the force, there isn't always someone who rises within, on the other side of the force as well, but they can join forces on the same side of the force, and that side of the force becomes, like, more powerful and dominant than ever, but eventually someone will be born to counter that. Like, so so that console cycle... And if you look, okay, so this ties back to actually, this um, ties back to what, um, if you guys haven't watched the rant about Star Wars that Freddie Prinze Jr. goes on. It's amazing. He talks about this um, and the fact that Star Wars at its core is for kids. Like, let's be real. We all want, like, subtlety and nuance. But at the end of the day, this is a franchise that was built for kids and it continues to be for children. And so let's remember that when we talk about this. Um, and we'll link to that rant because it's really, really good. Like, it's really, really good. But anyway, so that's why, so as, you know, as like, you know, with Vader, like, and Palpatine knew this. He knew that this was the case. So that's why when he like located Anakin as a force rising through the light, he, you know, corrupted him, brought him over to the dark side and then they ruled. But then Luke was born to count Luke and Leia. There were two on the light, two, you know, on the dark. So Luke and Leia were born on the light. And then so this is a cycle that continues and continues. And so now it's Kylo Ren and Rey. But if the Emperor is still alive, because then it would have been Kylo Ren, Snoke, Kylo Ren, and Rey, which A, hints that, like, if it's, like, the Emperor and Leia... Like there's, there might be another person on the light that we don't know about. Well, yeah, like power on the light. As far That's as we a, know, Leia's still alive. Yeah, and she then will continue to be alive. Yes, but uh, who is counter? Like, so as far as we know, there could it's possible there could be a third person on the light that we don't know about. A and then B, I think because of Snoke, because there's no one to counter Snoke, kind of like Emperor and Leia, but or. You know, so I see, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like that, all of all of Finn! that. Yes, and that that is that's where I was going. So all of that, all of that, all of that is to say, I 
think it's really cool that they're bringing back the emperor. I'm really excited about that yes. personally. And I think there's a lot of theorizing you could do around this. There's basically. so much. And, and we like to break down the trailers. I don't know how much either of us really loves, like, going too far with the theorizing. Yeah, just only because, like, at some point theorizing is fun, but then at some point it just becomes, like, we don't have any answers and we don't know, so what's the point? Right. And, and it starts to feel like homework. Yes. Um, I do love the moment in the trailer where, yes, like, it's obviously setting up Rey and Kylo Ren and some type of, like, relationship between them, whatever that relationship is, you know, she says, like, no one knows me, he says, I, I do, whatever. But right, I think it's right before then, you see Finn on the ruins and it looks like he's screaming Rey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I actually really like that moment because to me that relationship, just whatever it is, again, is the healthy one. Is the light yeah. is the is the light side of the force one. Um, I don't have any sort of like legitimate theories about Kylo Ren in this. I think I think he'll be redeemed because it's Star Wars. Um, but I do think he'll die. Yeah, I <laughs> like I, I think he'll be redeemed and because then it's Star Wars and because. At the end of the day, this is a, it's a tragedy, but it's a story of redemption. Yes. It's a story of tragedy right. and redemption. It's a cycle of tragedy and redemption. Um, but I think he'll die. I think he'll die. Well, like, the, I guess the case could be made that the Skywalker family kind of never necessarily should have existed the way that it did. Like, it kind of threw everything out of whack that Anakin was sort of jesus into this world, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's, it could be interesting to see that, like, if Ben Solo dies, if Kylo Ren dies, that opened and closes the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Very neatly. That said, I don't, I don't know if that's what they're gonna do. Like, I have, I feel like, you know, The Force Awakens, Abrams, Abrams did The Force Awakens, which was very much a, very similar tone to A New Hope, but because he needed to, like, mm -hmm. they had to pull us back to the story, they had to pull us back into Star Wars with trust, but there's, like, yeah, we, we know, we know this is what you want. I do think Abrams has some surprises in him. Yeah, I don't think, like, I don't, this doesn't need to be a reflection of Return of the Jedi. Exactly. Like, where I, Vader, Vader, Vader is redeemed, but then dies. But we don't know. Maybe it will be. Know. Maybe that's Star Wars. I will say the death is my hope. <laughs> because, like, I do, I think they'll redeem him. It's just, it's Star I know, Wars. Like, I, I think know. they will redeem him. But if he lives after everything he's done, no, that's I just agree with you. hard. And I, I don't, I don't think necessarily they're not going to kill him just for me. But that's just hard. That's hard to reconcile. Like, it's hard because... You want someone to have responsibility for the choices they've made, even if they've been clouded and misled. Like, at the end of the day, like, he has to want to be redeemed at the end of the day. And, like, it's just, but it, it's more than just wanting redemption, I think, is the key. Like, you have to make amends for what you've done. Well, yeah, and I think with Anakin specifically, like, we benefit from things like the Clone Wars, where we yeah. get to really see Anakin be a good guy like yeah. we get to we watch his descent kylo ren we don't see that we never get to see him all we see him is like him like way overreacting yes. to luke in a moment of weakness mm -hmm. 
and so then like, that's we don't get no to i'm not i'm not yeah. defending what luke did oh that no was, no no of course that was that was terrible but like okay so you're you you wake up and your uncle is like you you sense his he's got a lightsaber on and you sense his clouded feelings and then you ra- react by killing like, like mass murder right like not great no no so yeah could be better but yeah yes could be um, better what else happens in this trailer? But like, I think, okay, but like, really quickly, back to the Emperor. Yeah. The Star Wars trilogy, or the Star Wars universe, whether we're talking about the, like, old, like, Legends canon or this canon, the Emperor has always been obsessed with immortality. Yes. We've known that forever. So this is, like, really, really, like, like, this is not coming out of nowhere. I'll just, I'll just say that. No, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Like, agreed. Like, like it has been, like, it's, it's not out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what about that battle, that huge battle scene, and the ghost is in the The ghost battle? is there! Ah! Uh, this, is the, this is the ship, this is Hera's ship from Star Wars Rebels, um, so that was super exciting. Done. First of all, that's a freaking amazing assemblage of ships, and I hope that's a really cool space battle, because we haven't gotten a really good Star Wars space battle, I feel like, since the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it's been a long time. Most of it takes place in the extended canon stuff yes. uh john boyega this morning tweeted the ghost <laughs> oh my god and i'm like you oh you are just as trash as the rest of us yes. god bless you <laughs> yes no um, i love that that's awesome i'm so excited they did that and it's like homage to like all of us nerds who watched and loved rebels like i love that they do this it's just an easter egg it's like the same thing in rogue one like scene chopper them calling general Sindula. like it's just like it's nothing that takes away from it if you haven't seen those things but if you have it's just a little bit yeah extra like it's just a little nice and then we see our beautiful our beautiful um pretty wrote the best trash post about this on fangirls and um, we'll link to it in the show notes but our beautiful crew assembling in the our, cockpit, our cockpit oh, full of hotties yes <laughs> oh it's like and you know it's set against the emperor saying um what does he say it's like you're coming together will be your undoing mm-hmm. right or something like that and and under that tone which makes it far more ominous though you there is still this like really amazing feeling you get from seeing Chewbacca, Ray, Finn, and Poe in the cockpit of the Falcon together. Yeah. Like, that was a moment of, like, oh, this is it. Like, this is happening. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm hoping for kind of the same moment as when uh, Luke sees Han and he and Leia and Han are all, like, hugging and laughing and it's this, like, really lovely moment. Like, yeah. I want that. I want that for, for our trio. Yeah, I agree. And um, especially because they haven't spent time together as a trio in the way that uh, Luke, Leia, and Han did got to in the first movie. Yes. Um, so, God, we're like, ha- like this trailer, like we're, um, we were like, oh, are we going to have enough to talk about this episode? Yes, clearly. <laughs> An hour clearly. in. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So, continuing through the trailer, through, there's some weird stuff going I, 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 I censored myself I'm just gonna say it there's some more shit going on with 3PO <laughs> um we saw him earlier with red eyes in a previous like I think it was the first teaser yeah. right 
And then now he's got like a bunch, like clearly they're working on him. I don't know if they're reprogramming him to do something, but the heavy implication here is, and again, trailers are all misdirection, but the heavy implication here is that C-3PO is somehow going to die. He's going to be erased and I'm not prepared. Like I was not prepared for there are two points in this trailer that make me cry, that have made me cry every time I've watched it. And the first one is 3PO, you know, Poe coming up and being like, so uh, what are you doing? What, what you yeah. doing, buddy? And he says, taking one last look at my friends or looking at, it's like, something taking like, one, Yeah, yeah, taking one last look at my friends, I think is what uh, it is. And then he puts his hand on R2, and I just, like, lose it. Yeah. Right? You have this character who R2 and 3PO are the constants of the Yeah, they are. Series. And especially because 3PO is often treated, and, like, he's the comic relief, right. and he's the annoying one that they all tolerate. But at the end of the day, like, he has a lot more heart than you'd expect, given, you know. Yep. He's a protocol droid. But it's, like... I, I, who knows what's going to come of him. And, and he was created by Anakin, and he's been with the Skywalker family as longer than anybody. Yeah, and there have been some speculation, and I hope this is the case, that um, he's going to get all of his memories back. Oh! <laughs> yeah, and I hope that's the case. I really hope that's the case because that would be an incredible. Like the, the what this is doing is somewhere in his early memories is some sort of something, 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 something. Like you know, like us. yes, ah, yes, for because like clearly they're going on some sort of mission or quest. So something in his early memories, and so this is like a memory restoring restore process, and maybe the like taking one last look at my friends is there's a risk it could wipe his memory altogether. And then he's gonna know about Padme. Yes. Yes. So maybe that's what the, that is what I am hoping this is, but I don't know. So, um, Ugh, the like great, the, I can't handle the tragedy of how Star Wars is so limited in what we get to see and how Luke and Leia interact with the idea of Padme. Like yeah. it kills me. It kills me. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Man. Um, All right. There's so much. And then more. we've got, yeah, we've got um, Ray and Leia again. It's pretty much the scene we've already seen, but it's still it's Ray and Leia. So hugging and so crying. Worth mentioning, yeah, like because it will make you cry. I mean, clearly we see we see Kylo and Ray face off, and then we see them presumably working together. Yeah. So here, this is an interesting thing. So. Are they, like, because they clearly, okay, so I, I say clearly, this is not clear by any stretch of the imagination, but I think they're they're searching for the, my theory here is they're searching for the Emperor, so these Star Destroyer scenes are, or the, sorry, the Death Star scenes are earlier in the movie, because they're searching for, for whatever reason, they know the Emperor is alive, or they're no, they know, yeah. and so I think they're going to team up, like, basically these battles between them is when they decide to, before they decide to team up to find him. Yeah. That is my theory. I take it or leave it. I don't know. But It could be. It could be. I could see that happening. I don't know then. Because then we see Finn and Poe clearly go off and kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, which I also love because I love John Boyega and Oscar Isaac together. Yes. They are super really charismatic good. together on screen. Um, I don't know. I It's like there's so, there's just... There's so much, and none of this is going to mean anything in three months. Because also, we haven't even talked about the with Janna, the new Naomi Aki, her new character. Mm -hmm. The shot of her and Finn 
on the ruins, I think, mm-hmm. riding mm-hmm. those horse aliens. Yeah, the horses. I don't think they're on the ruins. I think they're on a Star Destroyer or oh, something. on the Star Destroyer. Yeah, I think they're on a Star Destroyer. Because, like, you can see space in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, I think they're right. on a Star Destroyer. Like, what is yeah. happening? What, what? I was like, just like, what the fuck? I, it's so hard to break this trailer down because it's just, like, there's so much going on. It's just on. scenes. And that's why I have to read the I was like, it's just, like, flashes. Because it's just, like, scenes of stuff. Oh, oh! Um, oh, oh. So my <laughs> webcam just fell because I was, like, talking about, like, talking very vigorously about scenes of stuff. <laughs> so if you're, like, wondering what just happened. Um, but, so, and then, um, like, yeah, so it's, like, the, yeah, because, like, it's, like, there's a space battle going on. And then they're freaking they're riding horses. Like, what the fuck is happening? They're riding horses. And then Luke comes in. Uh, you know that's a Which that'll make, make us both of us cry make us both cry but really it's the decision they made to have leia say always that i like mm-hmm. can't freaking handle it like it's so heartbreaking and wonderful and like i just can't wait for this movie yeah i i can't wait like part of me is like I'm, like, less excited that it's an ending because I'm, like, you know, like, I like beginnings a lot more than I like endings, but um, I'm also just, I'm excited that it's, you know. Yes. Okay. Uh... I just, I feel like that's, that's that's what we can say about it. We're excited and, like, that's it. Yeah. Like we're excited, and we we're say, ready to cry. We're like, we're like, we're like, that's all we can say about it. An hour and fifteen minutes I after, know. like having talking about it, hour and fifteen minutes. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Very quickly, stuff yeah. we're into. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go first and let Sonna <laughs> fix, fix her webcam, webcam, which is upside down. You are upside down. I was wondering, I was, like, wondering, like, why this wasn't working. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So, stuff I'm into. Okay. The big thing, which if you follow me on Twitter, you know, is the Bon Appetit YouTube channel. It's... Is that um, where you're seeing, like, all these cooking videos you're tweeting about? Yes. Oh, my Uh. God. Okay. So, a few things. Everyone who works there is amazing. And, like, obviously, it's structured in such a way. But these are, like... So basically they do shows, like YouTube shows, out of their test kitchen where they come up with recipes, like the recipes that go into the magazine, etc. But their their chefs that work in the test kitchen are like all these incredible characters who mm. exist. So it started because I caught like a gift set or something from one of the things. And there's a show called Gourmet Makes where this woman named Claire Saffitz, who is a who was at the time, I think now she's a contractor. Um, who was at the time a chef for the test kitchen, would Mm -hmm. take a regular snack like Oreos or Skittles or, you know, Doritos or whatever, and try to reconstruct it like a gourmet version from scratch, Mm -hmm. just entirely based on tasting it, reading the ingredients, and maybe doing some light internet research. And she is like, at times, my favorite episode is the Starburst episode because... It's, like, Sisyphean. Like, it goes days of her just trying. She'll, like, take a bite and be like, hmm, it tastes like there's blah, blah, blah in this. And it seems like they probably got the sugar to a high boiling point. And you're like, what? And then there will be a moment where she's just defeated entirely and has to kind of, like, 
pick herself back up and keep going. Like, pieces of wisdom I've learned from Claire. Perfect is the enemy of good. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, radical confidence. But on the other side of that, sometimes nothing matters. Yeah, yeah, fair. Right? Then there's this guy named Brad Leone who does a show called It's Alive, which is about, like, fermentation. But he is, like, like, someone described it as Claire is Bob from Bob's Burgers and Brad is Linda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they're just, it's just so wholesome. It's like the Great British Bake Off if they really 100% knew what they were doing because they're professionals. Okay. okay. Right? Like, funny, people who love what they do, and then genuinely enjoy going to work every day. Mm-hmm. And then very, very, that wasn't very quick, but really quickly. Link's Awakening on the Switch Lite because... I haven't started it yet, but I made Preeti buy a Switch is the yeah, short story. Was about I, to like, say. bugged her until she bought one. Yep, and I did it, and I don't regret it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then lastly, the Moulin Rouge Broadway soundtrack because Aaron Tveit, I saw it again uh, a couple weeks ago, and just Aaron Tveit's voice is in my top 10 things right now and that's it um so i've been actually watching some tv i've been reading less and watching tv more and um so i watched dark crystal age of resistance I which finished it you remember me uh, you may all remember me saying like i'd never even watched the movie and yeah. previously made me watch the movie so i ended up just watching the movie and then watching the whole show and like it took me a while to get past the puppets like it's just a little bit campy it's a little bit they don't emote because they're puppets but I at the end by the end I got really like the story is real the show is really good the story is really good um I got past the puppet issues and um my puppet issues like the puppetry is excellently done I just I have trouble with it um I highly recommend it um, even if, like, you don't have the nostalgic tie to the Dark Crystal, which was my fear, that, like, if you don't have the nostalgia, then the show won't measure up, and that's not the case at all. Um, and then I watched Carnival Row, which is Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne on um, Amazon Prime, and I enjoyed it. Um, the first half, the universe is really cool. The first half is much better than the second half, I, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the first half focuses on the women and then the second half mm-hmm. the focus changes more to Orlando Bloom's character. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence, but I will definitely watch the next season. So I really enjoyed both of those. Um, and I rec- definitely recommend them. Uh, so we, as always are part of the hard knock life podcast network. You can find all the podcasts in the hard knock media family at hardknockmedia.com. Today we want to shout out the podcast Southern Fried Asian, whose latest episode has Nerds of Color founder Keith Chow talking to Kasim Rashid, a Virginia State Senate contender. Um, and for our Patreon um, subscribers, thank you to Fazia and Meredith Smith at the $10 level, and Sylvia, Martha, Brandy, Rahul, Jordan, Annie, Claire, Brian, Robert, Maya, Gaia3, and the Not Family at the $5 level. Thank you to all of our Patreon people. We really appreciate you. We really do. We really do. Like, we talk about it sometimes. Like, you all are so nice. Thank you so much. Uh, And we are getting, hopefully, slowly getting back into... Yeah, this year was hard with... uh, Previous had, like, a ridiculous travel schedule and then, you know, baby just ridiculousness. But I think we're we're getting back to a point where we're trying to do it, like, once a month. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Uh, But to that end, while you're waiting... You can find us on Twitter at Daisy Geek Girls, and I am at Run with Skizzers. 
And I'm Ed S. Krishna. Uh, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. We think it helps people find the we show. Think, we don't know. We don't know. We say it every time. I'm yeah, clear we if don't that's know. true. But, but, if, but, you know, even if it doesn't help people find the show, um, we don't really need new people because we love all of you. You <laughs> are for us. Uh, I guess that's it. So until yes. next time. We'll see you in hell. Yes, I was like, I'm not saying it this time. I'm going to wait for you to say it. We'll see you in hell.